Before we get things rolling on this week's episode, the guys and I here at Bad Gamers Anonymous and over at Earglue Media want to extend a warm thank you to Stargate Pioneer. SP never hesitates to take a moment out of his day and give us a little bit of his experience when we have a problem or expertise when we need some advice. Recently, SP helped me make a very important decision when it came to some new gear, and without him, I would have been lost. So once again, thanks SP. We really appreciate you, bud. A proud member of the Ear Glue Media family of podcasts. You're listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a podcast dedicated to helping gamers not suck. Our two-step program, Sack Up and Get Good, can help even the worst gamers just be bad. Crowley reviews the latest titles, news, and issues. Here he is, your host, Bad Gamer Crowley. Get good, scrub. Oh, yes, it is, uh... First week of January, and I'm still a little bit uh, out of it from the new year, but this is Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am your host, Mr. Crowley. Welcome. Uh, we need a new we need a new intro, because I have two co-hosts here with me. The first one you know, he's been here before. He's been here for a while. It's Joe. I've been here for like a month, and I still don't get to be in the intro. What is going on? You suck. Perfect. Uh, uh, then we also have the new guy, the the FNG uh, it's Jason. Jason, uh, officially welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. And I'm not going to complain about not being in the intro and like some other co-hosts. See, Joe, that's how you're supposed to be. See, if he was running the show, though, I'd already be in the intro. <laughs> but he's not. I am. It sucks to be you. Uh, so <laughs> if you joined us last episode, we had the Crowleys. It was a great time. We'll talk about the Crowleys here in a little bit. But that was, uh, I guess, officially, unofficially Jason's first uh, show here at Bad Gamers Anonymous. Uh, so I want to give Jason the opportunity to kind of introduce himself properly to the Bad Gamers Anonymous audience, or as I like to call them, the BGAA. Uh, so, uh, Jason, without further ado, why don't you tell the fine folks about yourself? Well, um, so I've been gaming since the early 80s. I cut my teeth on uh, the Atari 2600. I uh, played a lot of Centipede. Pac-Man was probably my favorite game on that. Uh, back in around 84, 85, I think my neighbor got Zelda and we would play that thing for hours trying to figure out Zelda. So, uh, that was my first RPS experience or RPG experience. Um, started getting into PC gaming on the Commodore 128. That was a hand-me-down from a, a family member. Uh, that was probably 87, 88. And then, uh, during that entire stretch, I was always in arcades. Um, my first real RPG, full RPG other than Zelda was, uh, the Bard's Tale. I uh, can't remember which platform that was on. Uh, my first JRPG and what got me hooked into the Final Fantasy series was, uh, Final Fantasy VI, which was called Final Fantasy III back in the U.S. Uh, I got that while I was in college out of a bargain bin and, uh, skipped a few <laughs> classes to, to burn through that. Um, that, that story sounds very familiar. <laughs> I jumped on the band or the PlayStation bandwagon whenever it first uh, shipped, and I skipped the Dreamcast, so never had to deal with that or that you know platform. Although I heard that it was really good, not sure why it uh, why it went away. If it was just all that great, 
That's a good question. That's a question I think we should probably have answered at some point here on Bad Gamers Anonymous. I agree. I was gifted an Xbox whenever it first shipped and uh, found that to be an awesome system. So I've been on the Xbox ever since. Um, I've been on all the PlayStations except for the PlayStation 4 until just recently. Uh, whenever I kept hearing you and Joe talk about uh, Spider-Man and gushing all over that, so I went ahead and pulled the trigger and got a PlayStation 4, and I'm currently playing Spider-Man. One of us. One of us. <laughs> one, one of, of us. us. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, that's awesome. So you obviously have been a gamer for a better uh, part of your life then. Most of my life, yeah. Yeah. That's 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 so you're in the same boat I am. We're both two old dudes just playing video games. Pretty much. Joe, on the other hand, he's a millennial. My first console that was all mine was the N64. Oh, oh my gosh. Fantastic. Now, so Joe, you you don't have any podcasting experience, uh, but Jason does. So Jason, tell us about your podcasting uh uh experience, your podcasting background, your your resume, I believe, is the French say. <laughs> so um, I've listened to podcasts for a long time, uh, many, many years. But I started a podcast uh, early last year in 2018 called Smoking and Drinking in Space. Uh, we're currently on our 43rd episode. Uh, you can catch that at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com. Um, and I do that with my co-host Red over there. He's, uh, he's an even older guy and kind of a, <laughs> kind of a get off my lawn kind of person. So he's that even exists. more salty than I am. I, I enjoy Red a lot on your, on your podcast, to be honest. Oh, he's a hoot. Well, he and I, I mean, I'm a kind of get off my lawn kind of guy too. Yeah. You guys, you guys are definitely, uh, one cut from the same whole cloth. Yes, absolutely. Now, Joe. You can add Bad Gamers Anonymous to your resume, as the French have, have dubbed it. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, maybe one day you'll have two podcasts. Maybe. <laughs> we like to call that foreshadowing where I come from. So we got a lot to talk about this week. But before we do, let's catch up. Let's let's just do a little catch up here and find out because we had the Crowleys last week. We didn't really get to reminisce about Christmas and we didn't talk about our New Year's plan, so let's do that. We'll start with the new guy, Jason. Like, catch us up. Did you get any game-related gear or swag for Christmas? So, for Christmas, not exactly. I mean, I guess if it's Christmas to myself, then yes. I, I bought a PS4, and it's the Spider-Man edition. I got it actually on a, on a pretty good deal. Um, it's basically I bought a PS4 and then paid another $10 for Spider-Man. So, um, nice. Yeah, so... That is about the only thing that I got game related for Christmas. Uh, everything you, else was meat related. Are you digging Spider Man? Like, is that? Yeah, I I really am. Now the combat has taken a little more than I thought to get used to. Um, what I saw looked a lot like the Batman games, and I thought it would flow kind of like that. But it's it it is different, and it's it's taking me it's taking my mind a little bit to get wrapped around. But I'm, I'm starting to get the flow. Yeah, one is a nocturnal flying rodent, and the other one's an insect. Like, those are the differences between a bat and a spider. You're right. You're absolutely I, th right. Thanks. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> Crowley. Nobody else knew that. I didn't realize yeah. Captain Obvious was on this show. Well, he's You'll not, learn. A... <laughs> Shut up, Joe. Joe, did you get anything game-related for Christmas? 
I did. I got a couple of things. I got a uh, Xbox Elite controller to be used on my PC because I don't have an Xbox. But like, who has an Xbox? I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I have two right here. You just, were doing so well. <laughs> you were doing so well. Uh, I got a new. I got new headphones for playing. Um, some nice noise canceling ones. Uh, and I got gift cards for my birthday to the Nintendo eShop and PlayStation Store. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I got WWE 2K19 and I got uh, Soul Calibur 6. Everything else was cigar related. Literally everything else was cigar related. I did purchase myself some Merry Christmas podcast things. Uh, you did. You actually I sound did. sexier. Uh, this week and last week than you have before. Yeah, it's if not that's me. Even possible. It's it's I all. I thought the gear. maybe it was just you podcasting with your shirt off. Oh, I mean, I am. <laughs> that is happening right now. Pants too, uh, to be honest with you. But uh, you you wanted to know. You were I hinting didn't. around. You were hinting <laughs> I was around. Not. <laughs> just close your eyes and picture it. Just close your eyes and picture it. I don't I have to picture it. I've got the picture right here. Oh, good Lord. Uh, Jason, how was your New Year? Was it good? Did, did you do anything game-related for New Year's? Uh, no. Uh, we, we sat around and watched uh, Ryan Seacrest talk about <laughs> New Year's. That's that's basically it. I miss well, Dick Clark. So my theory is it's really Dick Clark. He just kind of swapped bodies into Ryan Seacrest's body. His consciousness yeah, yeah. went into Ryan that's, Seacrest. That's how, that's how Dick Clark lives forever. Uh, you know what? I, I I think we're just going to end this segment on that because I don't know if there's any if there's a better way to end it. Joe, did you do anything, or should, am I going to end up editing this out? <laughs> <laughs> like, were you just swiping no. right all night on Tinder? No, no. I went to I uh, went to a friend's house and we had a bunch of beers and we played uh, Jackbox for a while, actually. Oh, there you go. All right. Yep. Well. Nice. I did nothing. Nothing at all. I think I played some WWE 2K19 and that was about it. Uh, so, uh, I hope everyone is ready for, uh, 2019, uh, and let's just get into it. Joe, what are you playing this week? Uh, I played a little bit of Frostpunk this week. I played more of that the week before, but that game is really good. Uh, I bought a ton of games on the Steam sale and then proceeded to play nothing but Star Wars The Old Republic. All right, mm. so I see Frost Frostpunk is on Jason's. Like, we'll get to Star Wars: The Old Republic here in a second. Like, I'm not burying the lead, guys. Trust me. You just gotta go with me on this. We'll get to that. But Frostpunk is on your list as well, Jason. What is Frostpunk? Frostpunk is a real time strategy game where you're basically building a city to stave off. Uh, well, it's not nuclear winter, but it's uh, it's basically sudden climate change where everything is really, really cold. And uh, you're basically trying to keep your small colony alive while bringing other people into your small colony and upgrading your coal fire generator to keep everybody warm. Now, there's a huge drug problem in your colony because everybody gets so sick so fast that everybody must be swapping needles. So that's that's what's currently killing my colony. Hmm. I guess it's better than syphilis. Well, it could be <laughs> well, syphilis too, but it's it seems to be too fast acting. Right. Well, maybe it's mutant syphilis. I don't know. That sounds weird. So, what else have you been playing besides Frostpunk? Uh, Spider Man. I've been playing yeah. Spider Man. Um, I've done a little Red Dead Redemption on some of the uh, 
some of the hunting missions and some of the stuff that I didn't get to before I finished the game. Um, and then I've been playing that game that shall go unnamed. <laughs> well, I'm going to name it here You're in a minute. name it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I've, I've been playing, like I said, WWE 2K19. I actually really dig the uh, my player mode where in your, your career where you can go in and create your character and customize them and give them an entrance and a whole backstory in your head. And it's amazing. And I want to name, I want to do a new one. I want to name him Joe and he'll never wear a shirt. <laughs> Probably not pants. Can you just, put a black tie on him? He may just wear a black tie on the I'm on, into into the ring. I am yep. into it right there. Uh, and then I've also been playing some Chell, some NHL 19 uh, with my boys, uh, Star Lord and Shiner. Uh, from our Discord, which if you're not a member of the Discord, if you're not on the Discord and you maybe you just joined so you could listen to the Crowleys, come back. Come back. Say hi to us. Uh, just go to eargluemedia.com up in the top right corner. Click that Discord button uh, and you'll get an instant invite into the server. Say hi. Talk with us. Chat. We're always talking about something. Always talking about something. Lately, we've been talking about Star Wars The Old Republic. Yes, that crappy game that refuses to die. Why? Because one man, Albert Padilla, I think he subs for everybody. I think he has several subs. He may be putting the entire Bioware staff's children through college. So this game's terrible, but Albert had the, the brilliant idea. If you're not familiar with who with Albert or who he is, he is one of the hosts of the Cantina cast. Uh, he and Jonesy. Uh, over there, eargluemedia.com. Check out all of our other podcasts. He's also the host of uh, The Basement Podcast, which I have been uh, lucky enough to be on uh, a couple of times. It's a really great podcast. I think Joe's been on there a couple of times as well. Yes, I have. Uh, it's, so if you're a big fan of Ready Player One, that is your companion podcast to the novel Ready Player One. Uh, so regardless, like Albert really likes Star Wars The Old Republic. I don't know why he likes terrible things. <laughs> He does. He, he does have a penchant for terrible, terrible things. I still think this is a huge prank. I haven't seen him on the game since day one, and he was only on there for a few hours after we were all on there for so many hours. And then he says, yeah. "Let's get on the next night," and we all get on the next night, and he's not there. It's a huge prank. He just wanted to see if we were going to get on and play. I think it he just wanted be, a chance yeah. to use that really terrible Star Wars The Old Republic headset for 14 seconds. <laughs> right. So he ordered. So here's the story. So Albert's like, hey, guys, I, I'm looking for a group, basically LFG here. Uh, I, you guys want to play Star Wars The Old Republic with me? And we all said, fine. <laughs> we'll play. Maybe it'll be fun. Maybe we'll get a group of us together. We'll start a guild. So we started the Cantina Cast Guild, which if you know anything about the Cantina Cast, that's how that, that podcast started, was with uh, Mike Rondo, our uh, Lord Emperor and CEO of Ear Glue Media, also the host of The Manny Faces of Masters of the Universe. Uh, he started the Cantina Cast with his friend Brian way back in the day. And that's how I met him, is I was doing a Star Wars The Old Republic podcast at the time called Swath Radio, and so he was on my show. I don't know if I was ever on his show, maybe once. He didn't really like me, uh, you mm -hmm. know, coming on and I think upstaging him. So I was on his show, and uh, it was it was a good time. We got to know each other, and that's, you know, we've been friends ever since. Now, the game has certainly lasted as long as our friendship, but I'm not sure how. The game's terrible. If you remember, if you're a fan of the show last year, 
Uh, I believe Derek and I uh, played this game for, I don't know, a hot minute with Jonesy from the Cantina cast. And this time around, Albert has somehow convinced myself, Jason, Joe, and yes, Jonesy to once again jump into this terrible game. Like, is this game, like, am I being overly critical of this game, Jason? No. I forgot exactly <laughs> why I hate this game, but boy, it didn't take long for me to find out. It took me, I I went across the map, I think, three times on some stupid mission. One mission. And it was almost an hour and a half of my life wasted because of this mission that made me run across this humongous map like three times. <laughs> I hate this game. <laughs> Joe? I don't know. I don't know if you actually hate this game, Crowley, or if you just love to complain because you have definitely signed on at least four times this weekend when there was no scheduled game time just to play. So I don't really know where you You're actually right there stand next on to this. me, buddy. Like I don't. don't <laughs> I'm not. Don't I'm not. Com- I'm not complaining wildly. I mean, this game is not good, but it's all right. It's not as bad as I remembered it being. I definitely had some pretty negative. Uh, impressions of the game. I did not really feel like getting back into it. Uh, it's not good, but it's no, not. It's not. This it's game not, is terrible. It's not that bad. They made some. It is like, terrible. There are definitely awful. some awful parts of this game, but it's all right. It's good enough <laughs> to get you back this? in there. It's good enough to get you back in there like six times, even when I'm not on to play. I don't know if that's an accurate count. Like, do you have proof? Like, Pixar, it didn't happen. <laughs> it's a bare minimum for. Bare minimum. What, what maybe part two. of this game is okay? Is it the mediocre graphics? Is it the awful writing? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's both of those. They're both just both okay. of those. <laughs> <laughs> so there is there's nothing in this game that that like that pulls you in, Joe. No, not well, really. I mean, okay, like the star, the star, the Star Warsy stuff kind of pulls me in a little bit. What, like lightsabers? I mean, yeah. You just want to run around with a lightsaber. It's better than running around without a lightsaber. That's the coolest part of this game, and that ain't enough. I spent uh, 3,000 cartel coins on a lightsaber that kind of turns on broken and sparks. It's funny. (laughs) That is kind of cool. What? It's funny. It's funny. (laughs) I like it a lot. It, like, sparks a little bit, and the blade comes out really slow and not Oh, it it sounds great. It sounds just like it's, like, coughing the blade out. It's like, (sighs) Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I need I need to see this. So we'll need to log in after this game or after this podcast so that you can show me your stupid lightsaber. Yeah, I can show you the lightsaber. All and right. then I'm going to quit and you're going to keep playing. <laughs> you know what? Don't talk about what I am uh, going to do and what I'm not going to do. If I'm, Albert I'm right, jumps though. on Look, Albert told us he was going to be on Saturday night and he forgot that the, the Cowboys were playing. So we got kind of stuck on our own. What a nice room to, to tell us while we were still playing. Right. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I really want to like this game. I really want to get into it because I do like MMOs. I love RPGs. And, and like, I haven't had one since Final Fantasy fourteen because that was just all MMOs are the same. They're all the same. They all have the same, the same kind of uh, uh, formula. And there's nothing really different. So it's all about story. It's all about graphics. And it's all about how much fun you have when you're inside the game. So I think if we were all being, you know, all able to play and get to flashpoints, because the heroics are no fun. But if we could get to flashpoints and whatnot, I think that would be a good time where four of us could could get in there. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I this game is terrible. 
Yeah, I feel like this game is definitely one that would be fun. It was actually fun the first night when we were all on. We were laughing. That was fun. Yeah, Joe and I did a a Flashpoint with with Albert, and that was pretty fun. It's not so much the game, though, as the company. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's an excuse to be talking. No, and that's true. I think I've said this a, a trillion times on this show, and I'll say it a trillion more. Gaming for me is more social than it is gaming. Oh, definitely like, online gaming, yeah. 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 So, all right, well, there you go. I guess I guess the Cantina Cast Guild is going to stick around for a while. Look, I think every time Mike wants to badmouth the game, it just makes me want to play this game <laughs> even more. Way more. Also, I noticed he was posting a bunch of pictures of Old Republic paraphernalia on the uh, Discord today. And he was. I'm not, not going to talk about context at all. I'm just going to take that as a Mike actually loves the Old Republic. I think so. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll keep uh, we'll we'll keep playing. Uh, so if you you know if you want to know what we thought about 2018, there's no better way than to go back and listen to the Crowleys. It is our take on awards show, and basically, it's just us giving the middle finger to all of the video game awards show because they're all terrible, and they all pick games that that developers paid them to pick. Whereas us. Yeah, we're just gamers. We're two old dudes and a millennial trying to figure it out. <laughs> oh, that's a new name for the podcast. It is not a new name for the podcast. <laughs> oh, we could totally rename the podcast to Two Old Dudes and a Millennial. <laughs> we could also just name the podcast Two Old Dudes and a Dick. <laughs> yeah, but the millennial aspect, really, I feel like it really hits home. It's more accurate. Well, I mean, right. aren't those synonymous terms, millennial and dick? I think you're right. I think they are. Yeah, but millennial will get you more traffic, though. You know what? Get off True. my lawn. <laughs> Get off my lawn. So before we start talking about some of the stuff coming up in 2019 in the first game of the month, which we'll get to uh, later, we'll announce what that is. Let's just get right into gaming news. And apparently there was a lawsuit between Bethesda and Warner Brothers, like because Bethesda is not in enough trouble. Yeah. No, Bethesda was the one doing the suing. Right. Yeah. So which is shocking. Bethesda has a game called... Um, Fallout Vault, and uh, it's it's a mobile game. It's a side perspective where you basically build a vault. Uh, Warner Brothers contracted a development house to build a similar game called or for Westworld. They apparently use the same code base, which is you know not allowed if you don't actually own the IP rights to that code base, which Bethesda apparently does and didn't get permission to use that code base, so Bethesda sued. My favorite part about this is that the chief evidence in this, that the One Brothers game was copy and pasted from the Bethesda game, is that the Warner Brothers game displayed a very unique bug that the Bethesda <laughs> game played. Yeah. Displayed. That was that was the nail in the coffin, was that they like, had Bethesda's the same bug. Bethesda's like, we never fixed this bug because, you know, we're not in the business of fixing bugs. <laughs> we're in the business of making bugs. So if this bug exists in your game like it does in ours, guess what? You stole it. Yep. And they were able to, to uh, produce the bug in both games, and they were identical uh, ways to produce the bug. So it was definitely the same code base. <laughs> It was yeah. stupidity uh, on on the development house's part. The, the the same developer contracted to develop both games, but they they did not have the uh, the rights to reuse that code. Right, right, uh, and that that was Behavior Interactive. Yep, was the name of the company that did that. So technically, it wasn't Warner Warner Brothers. Like Warner Brothers is not in the business of making games. 
certainly not in the business of ripping off games. They're just in the business of making terrible movies on which terrible games are then made. Well, Westworld isn't a movie, but it's also not a, a terrible show either, so... No, but, I mean, just think of all the DC games. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, you're right. Okay. okay. Making sure that we're all the same page. Touche. Yeah. They have the uh, the uh, Shadow of Mordor games, too. Ugh, dude, I don't know. They're so, the, those movies are so good. And the games are so terrible. The first one was, was fine. I it was guess. fine. Well, they have the Batman games too, and those were oh, those were pretty we good. Go. You th- you liked the Batman? Oh, games? Oh yes, I loved the Arkham series. The first couple. Oh of, yeah, I, the I Arkham not... series were good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was good, but those weren't based on any of the movies that DC did. Oh no no no, no DC. No. Yeah, those were, DC those came were out with Brother, those movies. Those were Man. Warner Brother games, though. Yep. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well. Moving on, uh, uh, Walpaw. Is that how you pronounce this? Dude? I don't even know. Like you put you put this in the notes, Jason. I did, and I'm going. I'm going. Who is this dude, and why is this important? This is the guy who wrote uh, on the Half Life series as well as the Portal series. So he has returned to Valve. So basically, that means that Half Life Three is confirmed. So we'll we'll be getting that anytime now. Is it that Half Life Three is uh, no. confirmed, or is it that Portal Three is probably coming out soon? Uh, no, it's Half Life Three. Portal Shut. VR. It's going to be Portal VR. No, Half Life Three. Yeah, hush. That's what's going to be. It's going to be Portal VR. This guy also wasn't gone for very long. He, uh, they, he went on hiatus to work on, um, what was the name of that game? To work on. Uh, Psychonauts 2. Right. And while he was on hiatus, he decided to leave the company. Then, like, six months have gone by, or whatever it is. Not that long. It was 2017 when he went on hiatus. So, so uh, a year? So a year-ish. And he decided to leave the company. Now it looks like Psychonauts 2 is done, and he is coming back. Uh, I don't think Half-Life 3 is ever going to happen. I no, Half-Life 3 is a it's pipe over. dream it's that over. Jason is... Smoking but I, as he plays I could totally see Portal VR, though. That Frost would be Punk. very fitting. You're killing me over here. Why do you want Half-Life 3 so bad? When when, when did Half-Life 2 release? Uh, what was that? 2005? 2006? Okay, so it's been, what, 12 years? 13 years? It was the year I graduated high school. Hey, Duke Nukem was like 15 years. Right. And that and was the so good was when it came out. This, yeah, and the reboot was terrible. I know, I know. Do you want Half-Life 3 to come out and be terrible, or do you want it to not come out? I don't know. <laughs> don't make me make that decision. <laughs> don't make me do that. I can't. I think that's a that's a tactic the CIA uses at black sites, is you need to choose Half-Life 3 or no Half-Life. I would crack. Well, Cliff Blazinski's back in the news because people care about this douchebag. No. No. Why, why is this in the news? Oh, because he's not doing games anymore. He's making a musical. and this... Didn't he announce he was retired from games? Yeah, but this is yeah, on we a... we had a bunch of failures in a row. Right. Well, that's what happens. Yeah. So now he's going to make some failed musicals. Yeah. <laughs> so this is just a, another peg in the long board that is his steady and inevitable decline. He's... Hey, man, he's going to write a chapter about this in his book that he's already teasing. Who wants to read a book about Cliff Blazinski? I don't see Cliff any hands Blazinski's raised. Cliff Blazinski's family? 
<laughs> do they though? Do no, they? But, they? but they might read it though. I don't know. I don't know. They, they might just tell him they have. They already know it. Like they've got to listen to the douchebag at Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> they probably tune him out though. They make them sit I at tune the out kids' table. All kinds of people at holidays. Man, speaking of dumpster fires, apparently <laughs> Diablo Immortal is just shaking things up <laughs> over at Activision Blizzard. Is it Diablo Immortal? Is it? I don't know. I think so. Uh, Something's shaking things up over there, and it seems to be happening after Diablo Immortal was announced. So, yeah, but they've had they've had high profile people leaving for the last couple of years. Uh, I don't know if this is really Diablo Immortal or if this is just more Activision consuming Blizzard and people leaving. Well, but this is the, this is the third since October. Yeah, but it's the the pace has definitely picked up, but the company has been bleeding for a while. Um I don't I don't think this is this is straight Diablo Immortal fallout. I mean, it could be there could be some accelerant in that Diablo Immortal disaster, but I think this is still symptomatic. You call it a disaster. It's going to be the most popular <laughs> I'm not, ta- game I'm not the saying planet. the game is a disaster. I'm saying the uh, the, announcement oh, the announcement was a disaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was kind of a, yeah. The way a I mean, there was not like, that was not the game to make the headlining announcement for your well, your. I, why even do it? Why even put on a show at that point if that's going to be like whatever? Now, they've like, missed them before. I don't know why they even bothered this year. They had nothing to announce, no. but right. Well, okay, so here's what we're talking about. So Activision Blizzard CFO Spencer Newman had recently left Activision uh, and was named the CFO of Netflix. Now, Blizzard CFO uh, Amurita Ahuja left uh, to join Square as their CFO. Mm -hmm. Not Square uh, Enix, but just the payment, mobile payment Square company. So that's what we're talking about. They're CFOs. It's not yep. like these are these are people who who develop games. They're not people who have a hand in games. These are like these are your financial nerds. Yeah, these are also not people who would be feeling the fallout of uh, a bad game announcement. Right, but I'm going to read this, and I'll I'll, I'll put this GameSpot, uh, uh, I'll put this GameSpot piece in the show notes. But this is what it says. Uh, Kotaku reports that there has been increased friction between management at Activision and Blizzard. And the report also states that Blizzard is trying to cut costs. Like, leave it to Kotaku to try to, like, make drama out of nothing. (laughs) Kotaku, what a trash magazine. When I read that sentence, though, I see the cut cost part, and that, to me, even more so leans on this is a symptom of being consumed being more consumed by Activision and being less like Blizzard used to be internally. Generally when you see some high level C level people start leaving companies in short order. So like also the Blizzard co founder and uh president Mike Morhaime also left back in October. So this isn't the only high profile, you know, C level or executive level person that's left. When you start seeing this, that means that there's going to be a, a major vision shift in the company, and they're looking for new people to execute that vision, and the people that are there are basically looking for new jobs because they either don't have the skill set that 
that the board is looking for to pivot or that they don't agree with the vision in the company's direction that, that they're going. So, Well, and I, I think that this article bringing in Morheim also is kind of trying to create a point that isn't there. Morheim stepped down because he's been doing it for forever. He's still working with the company. He's still an advisor with the company. I believe he's still on the board. He just doesn't run the company anymore. I think he was tired of that. Uh, he's not gone. He's just not see. He's not at the same position he was in. Well, but I mean, being on the board and, and not being active in, in the company, that's, that's not mutually exclusive. There's a lot of, of, CEOs and and high level executives that are on boards and in C level positions that stay on the boards whenever they leave the company. Uh, Bill you, Gates, when he was kind of you know pushed out of the company, or not Bill Gates, uh, Steve Jobs, when he was kind of pushed out of the company, was still on the board. So, right, but the the, the way this article reads, it's trying to posit that there's a bunch of friction and that everybody's leaving the company and running away. But he's not running away. He's still serving as an advisor. He still has an interest in the company. He's not. He didn't leave to go work somewhere else. He didn't well, leave. You, like this is yeah. Like Joe is making my point for me. Are you trying to defend Kotaku, Jason? Oh no, no, no! Don't don't get me wrong here. No, I'm not defending <laughs> Kotaku in any shape, form, or fashion. I'm just saying okay. that this is this is a precursor to something that we'll probably see in the next few months. The uh, Activision will probably make an announcement of some sort regarding Blizzard or or some of their their IP in probably next three to five months, I would say. I mean, and everybody else besides Morheim has been the CFO all this churn. Um, and this could totally be a symptom because all of this churn comes after Morheim steps down and um, the J. Allen Brack, former, former executive producer for World of Warcraft, takes over. Um, it's after that that the churn starts. So maybe there's just shakeup in management. Maybe there's differing opinions there on that level. But that would all be since October when Morheim steps down. So um, we don't know what's going on. There's no way for us to know why these people are leaving. But it's not like a mass exodus of of staff. Well, they're both. I mean, let's to be clear, Activision and Blizzard had two separate CFOs. Yes. So both CFOs of these individual companies step down. Yeah. And another thing that companies don't like is uh, they don't like shakeups like this. They don't like to see no. a lot of C-level or executive level people exit because that spooks shareholders and that knocks their share prices down. Yep, absolutely. And if I would have had the forethought, I would have looked at the share prices, their stock prices before uh, coming on the show. But I didn't. And honestly... I don't care. <laughs> the only thing I care about is how terrible Diablo Immortal is going to be and how people are still going to play it because people are sheep. Uh, speaking of Kotaku and people being stupid, they're at it again. So if you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about we talked about a uh, Kotaku contributor who purchased the wrong Switch game because they write for Kotaku. Uh, this week in uh, what I'm going to start dubbing, uh, Kotaku is a dumpster fire, and please don't put it out because I'd have nothing to really bitch about. Uh, <laughs> Ethan Gok, 
I'm just going to pronounce it. Gok. It might be gotch. I don't know, but gok. That's a Klingon dish. Uh, it's live worms. And that kind of fits. He <laughs> wrote an article called, uh, in the Kotaku, Kotaku Game Diary, called How I Killed My Switch Charger. And the too long didn't read of this whole article, which is long and drawn out and uses language that does not fit. Nobody talks the way this idiot writes. Is <laughs> basically the TLDR is I'm dumb. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It is. Um, I yep. dumped coffee on myself and then decided to add electricity to it. <laughs> yep, that is pretty much what the story is. This I is still. To see this is still not. Water and electricity mixed. Yep. <laughs> it's it's not wrong. as bad as buying the wrong game though. To me, this no, could. This is this is worse. Let's just no wait. Let's just be no, fair. I don't think to this the is moron worse. that bought the wrong game. Okay, everybody every once in a while can have a brain brain fart and be like, oh. I thought I was buying this Mario game, and instead I bought this Mario game. Derp a derp a derp. Yeah, but then they, blamed, th- then they blamed Nintendo for it in that article. Yeah, no, I get it. I get That's that worse. the person was an idiot. No, this I is get worse. that. But That's let's just this, is just... this is just... This is dangerous. Can, no, this is spill. dangerous idiocy. Right. He didn't, intentionally, he didn't intentionally... doesn't matter. Who, you look, man. Is, you've got look, to know look, water and listen. electricity do not go together. Look. He, he he tried to let it dry out by not doing anything and leaving it alone. No, he tried to let it dry out by putting it in rice. When has that ever worked? <laughs> not once. Not once <laughs> ever. But not once ever. But that, that's, I still think this is, uh, he doesn't blame Nintendo for the uh, charger breaking. I still think the other article is worse. I don't think either one of them is good. I'm going to stick know. with this the other article. Dangerous. This one's dangerous. Nah, there was no dangerous amount to this. I, uh, I kind of wish there were. I wish there was. I wish that this would have, like, this is the only way stupid people learn. Yeah, but is if this, they get hurt in, physically. In this being stupid should be. He, being he, like, stupid should he, hurt. He ruined his charger. He, he could have ruined his switch or uh, phone, but didn't. Luckily. No, I'm pretty sure he ruined his phone too. Yeah, I think his phone well, shot. Dude. I mean, he could. Uh, it's probably from the from the spill, but he could have ruined it with plugging it in. He could have like caused a fire. I couldn't watch the ball drop on New Year's Eve because I'm a moron. (laughs) Whose only whose only form of uh, in 2018 or 2019? Whose only form of watching TV is through the Switch? Through their Switch. Look, he he tried to he tried to download Hulu on the Xbox. He couldn't remember his password. Yeah, because because you millennials are dumb. Well, he said he couldn't remember his password because it was like 11:50 something. I mean, does his brain shut off at a certain time? Does he just well, to lose be fair, all his memory? Like, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but to be fair, he was also several drinks in. Several gin and tonics, which I used to be a gin and tonic man back when I would have been considered a millennial Gross. back in my early 20s. I still am. I like gin and tonic. I'll drink anything, though. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, you're the guy who takes his shirt off, puts a tie on, and poses for the Crowleys. Yeah, I was <laughs> sober for that, though. <laughs> yeah, so that just was that was just makes it you. even more now. Yeah, now I'm sick. <laughs> you made it weird, Joe. You made it weird. Speaking of old people, I really need to stop saying speaking of when I'm making a transition. Old people play video games. Joe, did you know this? I talk to you every day. I, sh- I hate you so much. Uh-huh. I hate you on a level that I can't even begin 
to fathom myself. So you would fit right in on this team. You'd be right, right in the alley. I am a little young for this yeah, team. The average really. age is sixty-seven. Think, yeah, the average. But there's a couple of old ones on there. You could totally fit. What I would your you What would so your much. name be? Because in here, there's Teen Slayer and Trigger Finger. So, what would your name be? <laughs> I hate Joe. <laughs> you notice that would be my. You notice their get uh, off my lawn. Yeah, their uh, coach is a millennial though. No, their coach is like forty something. No, their he's coach 38. is 38. 38. 38. I think he's I think he's outside the millennial range. Yeah, thirty-eight's outside the millennial range, but just barely. Just barely. Is it or, or is it? I think it's nineteen eighty and on, isn't it? Or is no, it eighty two? It's eighty three or eighty four, somewhere in oh, there. Oh, there you go. All right. Yeah, then he's he's safe. Just barely. Regardless, there's a there's this old team. They're a bunch of old folks. Uh, the silver sniper f- uh, out of Stockholm, Sweden. They're the world's oldest esports team. Uh, they uh, play Counter Strike, and they have a coach who, like we just said, is thirty eight years old. But here's the thing: like we absolutely buried the lead here. Playing video games keeps you young, like not literally. These they're old, and they look old. And then even even that one of the guys says he looks in the mirror and he sees the wrinkles, but he doesn't feel that way. So playing video games, it helps your brain build uh, neur- uh, uh, neurons. No. Neuroplasticity. Neuro- yeah, there you go. Neur- the, the pathways. The neuron <laughs> yeah, pathways. that's the word. Whatever he said. <laughs> Whatever he said. I don't know. Look, man, I am not. I play video games. I am not a doctor. Certainly not. Uh, I wonder what you would sound like if you didn't play video games. Because if this is what your your brain sounds like oh, with God. neuroplasticity, I don't know where well, you would I'd do that. Probably one. write for Kotaku. Oh, <laughs> burn! <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so it does that, but also you know the the hand eye coordination, keeping your reflexes there. So playing video games into your sixties, nay, into your seventies, as Martha Stewart would say, is a good thing. Joe, can you see yourself playing video games when you're in your 60s? Yeah, probably. Joe, can you picture yourself in your 60s right now? Yeah, <laughs> if I try real hard. <laughs> if you try real hard. Are only you shirtless and wearing away. a black tie? Yes, for the rest of my life. I'm going to get buried shirtless in a black tie. <laughs> With a picture of you, Crowley. <laughs> well, I'll make sure it's a good one. Jason... You're, you and I are closer to 60 than than, than this clown. Too close. Uh, are you, right? Yeah, I don't even want to think about it. Can you see yourself playing video games when you're this old? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll probably, whenever I retire, do nothing but play video games and watch movies. <laughs> but, right. Well, uh, can you see yourself doing nothing, uh, you know, playing co- video games co- competitively? So, I don't know. I don't play a lot of first-person shooters anymore just because it's so reflex-driven. I mean, you know... After a certain point, you start to lose that, you know, extra few milliseconds of reflexes that makes the difference between being alive when you come around a corner or being shot in the face. Um, even with, you know, a lot of good metagame study and learning maps and, and, and where people go during certain times during the match, I mean, that, that compensates for a lot. But when it comes down to it, the person with the quicker reflexes typically ends up winning. Yeah, but these old far- folks yes. are, I almost called them old farts, and I'm like, man, I'm not that far right. removed from these guys. Uh, these <laughs> old folks, they're actually competitive. They yeah. do, like, they, like they're, I, I don't know, man. I, I can't do it now. I can't see my reflexes getting better with age. Yeah, I mean, I 
they they have to do a lot of study and a lot of practice to 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 coordinate between themselves to probably become the cohesive team to even be competitive against some of the the younger people with quicker reflexes. More power to them. I mean, kudos. I guess. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of jealous because they're probably better than I am. Oh, I guarantee you they're better than I am. They're, and I know for sure they're better than Joe. Nah, I could totally beat one of them. At least one of them. <laughs> <laughs> one of them? Okay, well, you could pick which one. Is that is that how that works? I'll probably have to play them all and see which one's the worst. <laughs> okay. Speaking of worst, let's talk about this. So this, this week, uh, Slightly Mad Studios said they're developing a standalone console called the mad box the mad box they are definitely mad just so though so look here's here's what this all revolves around with the mad box is they don't they're not gonna they're not gonna pay for exclusives they don't feel that exclusives make friends so this is what he said when it comes to games on the game consoles bell wrote we think exclusives are exclusionary But given that we'll be shipping a cross-platform engine to all developers, it will be their choice. As of now, we have no plans to pay developers incentives to exclude other hardware vendors. So it's the Xbox? Pretty much. This thing sounds to me like a, like what they're pitching this thing as sounds like a very expensive gaming computer that they want to call a console. Well, isn't that what the Atari... Than what whatever they were supposed to have last year, that's not coming out now until this year. Isn't that what that was supposed to be? Like an open source, Linux driven, you know, just indie developers can come up with anything. Yeah, they're shooting for a lower on the power of the machine. <laughs> they're, they're not wanting to compete with the PS5 and the Xbox. Yeah, they're not. What are they going to call this one powerful. the nine the nine ninety? I don't even know what they're going to call it. Maybe they should just call it the Xbox Four. And be done with it. Or I feel like it's getting to the point now where consoles are just going to have to do like phones do. And they're just going to be the Galaxy Note or the iPhone. Just going to be the, the PlayStation. And it'll just be the new one. I think it's going to be a platform. <laughs> just, that's what they should call it. This is the PlayStation. It's the new one. It's that's what we're one. calling it. It's PlayStation, PlayStation the new one. 2021, whatever. Just give it a year. <laughs> call it a day. So this is supposed to compete with those, right? With the with the with the Xbox, whatever the new one, and whatever the PS Five is going to be called. Like this, they're saying that that's what they want to do. Is there room in the market for this, Jason? I I don't think so. I mean, basically, what they're saying is that this is going to be just a a high end PC that they're going to launch in three years with the specs of a PC in two years. Um, and I think what they're trying to do to kind of motivate people to get it is push the VR aspect. But I mean, there's already consoles out there that are doing VR. You can get VR on your PC. I, I don't see what I don't know what the motivation is to get this console. They don't have exclusives. So, I don't know of any development houses that are building games for it. So if they're launching in three years, I don't know if it's going to have any games. I'll bet you it runs on a Windows distribution. So. It'll just run PC games. I bet you that they're pushing this because they want to get Project Cars, which is their game, in VR into more hands. And if they can get PC-ish VR 
into the living room more easily for people. There's there's something to be said for that because PSVR is great. It is not PC VR. It's very different. Um, so so I, I can see the market they're shooting for. The only way this thing has any chance is if it is priced really well. I don't see that happening. Well, they've already just said that they're not gonna they're not gonna eat the cost of pricing like uh, PlayStation and Xbox do whenever they release a new console. They usually take a loss on each console built until they build up their economies of scale enough to make up that difference. And then they right. it's not gonna be it's not gonna be priced competitively with the PlayStation and the Xbox. But if they push this thing as a legitimate contender to a fifteen hundred dollar gaming computer and come in at seven or whatever, um, they could, there's a space in there I think they could shoot for and be marginally successful. I don't think they're going to hit that, though. If it plays PC games. If it plays PC games. I don't think this thing's ever going to actually come out. Yeah, I, this smells yeah. like vaporware, and I don't think they're—I don't think they're, it's going to be Windows-based anyway, because they're pushing their their own engine. Uh, they say that they've got a free-for-all. Uh, any developer that wants to use it cross-platform engine. I don't know what it's cross-platform yeah, but for, but their their engine is the one that they use for Project Cars. It's a PC game, right? So well, it could easily have, run be a PC game esque thing. Have you two seen what this thing looks like? Apparently, yes. uh, a slightly mad yeah, studio CEO Ian Bell tweeted out what it looks like. This thing looks it's awful. <sighs> it looks like an Arby's hat. <laughs> it does. It looks <laughs> like it looks like a Razer gaming PC. It looks like an Arby's hat. Don't look. Look at that now. Look at the Arby's hat logo. Yeah, it's an Arby's. Yeah, hat. Yeah, you're right. It looks very, very similar. You're absolutely right. And it looks like an Arby's hat that was colored by a five-year-old. <laughs> well, yeah, that that's probably accurate. Maybe he took his five-year-olds to Arby's and they colored it. And he's like, that's what I want my thing to look like. Uh, he also says that it will support most major VR headsets, uh, allow up to 90 frames per second per eye for virtual reality. And he, he said it will also offer 4K visuals. Which I think he walked that back and said 60 frames per second per eye and then said, you know, 120 overall, 60 going to each eye. So there was there was some confusion on some of his tweets. People called him out and then he got all salty about that and said, eh, don't buy it then. Great marketing <laughs> right there. Yeah, if you don't like it, don't buy it. Like, look, that's something I'd say, but I'm not trying to make money selling something. Yeah, I mean, this this is definitely them trying to make a console that competes with, actually competes with gaming PCs, not like Xbox that just said it was going to. And <laughs> oh. um, I just don't, I just don't think, I just don't think that they're gonna hit that. Uh, it'll probably out outsell the Xbox. I mean, neither of them will have exclusives, so. So and neither one of them will sell particularly. But this well. one, but this one will have VR, and Xbox doesn't. It's already ahead of the game. Truth. When it comes to Xbox, maybe this will just push Xbox out of the gaming market completely. Not going to happen. Well, we can we can only hope. That would now that would be a story. I kind of hope that happens. We we could have a lot of fun talking about that. Well, you and I <laughs> could have a lot of fun talking about that. Jason might just sit there and cry. I know Cab would. Cab will just be cowering in his car. So why did this happen to no, the Xbox? No, Cab would be Cab would become a hardcore. Uh, Madbox supporter. I don't. I don't know where all of this Xbox angst came from from YouTube, but you guys must have had some kind of bad experience. Did somebody like 
you know, run into you in your car while you were looking at an Xbox logo or, I mean. I, d- I actually don't have any legitimate Xbox hate. Uh, I just don't see the need to have one. Oh, I, I, I do. You do. Yeah, it you was, really hate yeah. it. No, the 360, I think, was a better system than the PS3. I agree. I, yeah. I I really liked the 360, and I was really looking forward to when the next Xbox came out, and it was trash. How was it trash? It, it, name one Xbox exclusive. One, just one. Gears of War. No, it's no, on the it's, PC. It's on PC. It's on the Xbox platform. So Xbox is not just a console anymore. It's the right, it's but, a platform. But I can play it without owning an Xbox. Yeah, but you can only get it through the Xbox Store, right? So they basically no, I can get it through the wi- I can get it through the Windows Store. Windows it Store says, no, it doesn't say Xbox anywhere on that. Okay, so Microsoft has basically done what Steam tried to do with their <laughs> Steam v- uh, Steam Box. They just came at it from a yeah, different direction. I didn't, I didn't buy a Steam Box either. I'm not talking <laughs> right. about the platform. I'm talking about I'm talking about the hardware. So I have the option whenever I buy a game, an Xbox exclusive, to play it on my PC or my Xbox One. I can play it in my living room or my office or anywhere that I have access. That's that's awesome. I can't do that with a PlayStation. Sure. Now let me ask you this: You could does it look better on your PC or on your Xbox? Uh, it depends. I mean, I use the controller for both for the most part, unless it's a first-person shooter, like I did uh, State of Decay with a, a mouse and keyboard. So I love having that flexibility too. I can use a mouse and keyboard for first-person shooters, or I can use a, a gamepad for many other games. Uh, but which does it look better on, PC or 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 your Xbox? Uh, I guess that just it depends. It looks better on your PC. No, that depends on, PC. on what. If your PC is mildly, I, you know, you're gonna make me say things that are not PC, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Look, the, the the fact of the matter is, what it comes down to is all of the things that you just said were benefits of having an Xbox and a PC are also just benefits of having a PC because I can play with an Xbox controller or a mouse and keyboard on the PC without an Xbox. I can play in the living room with a PC. I don't need to have an Xbox. My point is not that the Xbox platform is bad. Is that I don't need to spend $400 on an Xbox. I have a PC that plays all of those games just fine. I can buy more games. But are it's you going to... $400 paperweight. No, it's a $400 PC. Do you have a PC in your living room? Most people don't. Most people aren't going to spend the five or $600 for a gaming PC, a decent gaming PC, to put in their living room, but they would spend the $200, for a fraction, $300 for, for a, a fraction of the cost of an Xbox. You could buy uh, any number of ways to play your PC in the living room without having to move the PC physically to the living room. And like I've said before, I've said this in the Discord and I've said it before on the show, if you don't have a PC that can play games well, the Xbox is a fine option. There are Microsoft games that are good that if you want to play them, you have to have a PC or an Xbox. In those situations, dude, it's fine. I'm totally on board with it. But uh, I had an Xbox One. It got super, super dusty because I didn't turn it on, and then I put it in a box and sent it away for to somebody for free. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Bad Gamers Anonymous does to rig in the new year, folks. That's right. We bring up four-year-old arguments in 2019. <laughs> And we're gonna keep doing it. And we'll keep doing it because Xbox sucks. I can already, uh, I can already imagine all the things that Cab and Stargate Pioneer are gonna say. 
I I just keep waiting for Rodney King to make an appearance. Why oh, can't we all just get along? Oh, he's dead. And I'm guessing you don't know who Rodney King is. Do you, millennial? Yes, I do. Oh, uh, I've right. I saw I saw the movie Airheads, and they chanted it in that movie. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? I loved that movie, so uh, we'll, we'll accept it. It is a good movie. Let, let, let's move on. Good God Almighty in heaven, please give me the strength not to strangle Joe. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so PS4, Xbox, Switch games here in 2019, probably going to get a little bit more expensive. Now, I've touched on this a couple of times, but this article from the Daily Star in the UK kind of just breaks it all down for you. So when we were looking at the uh, the Black Friday prices on games joe do you remember that and i said why can't i get this price digitally when i can i like i i pay a higher price to download it digitally than i do going to buy a physical copy in a store i don't want the physical copy anymore it's an outdated mode of getting a game it is yeah i hate physical copies of everything right so everything's gone digital but it costs more for you to download things digitally than it does to buy them physically, which then begs the question of why. Because it doesn't take into account the cost of materials to actually make a CD and to make, or a DVD, to, uh, and to make the case. And then to put the graphic insert in the case. And it, like, so there's, you have to pay people to do this. And it costs money to have these materials, even if it's just cents on the dollar. It costs money. Yep. Mm-hmm. So digital downloads, you don't see those. Like, they'll go on sale in the PlayStation Store. But you can't get the sale price that you get at Target, where you can get WWE 2K19 for $20 on Black Friday. Yep. It's $40 on the PS Store. So why is there this disconnect? And this is I, like this is going to impact gamers, I think, more than anything else in 2019 is because you're going to start seeing the disparity between these prices a heck of a lot more. So why is that? Jason, why do you think that is? So when you manufacture something, you've got the the cost of goods to manufacture it, right? You've got the cost for the, the disc, the materials inside the disc, the case, and etc. So you've created a physical copy of that. You've shipped it to the store at a wholesale cost. The store pays that wholesale cost, and then they mark up the price uh, to, to make their, their margins. Um, after a certain point, they need to get rid of that stock. Uh, they don't want that stock on the shelves because... For various reasons, uh, it's it's taking up space. Uh, it's costing them money uh, in the long run because they have to uh, pay to store it. They have to pay taxes on it eventually, uh, things like that. So they want to get rid of it. They're going to mark it down to incentivize you to buy it. Um, as far as the manufacturing cost for the disc and the materials to make it, uh, that's already a sunk cost. That's that's gone. They're they're not looking at that anymore. They're they're trying to move that product out. Digitally, there's nothing there. I mean, they can make as many copies for free as they want, uh, just giving you a digital code and replicating those bits. There's no incentive there for them to to mark down that price. Okay. But does that make sense? Yeah. It makes absolute sense. It's, it's Econ 101. I see a couple other things at play in this. Um, 
there's definitely needing to rotate uh, stock on the shelf at the store. That definitely comes into play. I'm with Jason on that. But there's also a couple other things. Uh, the vast majority of sales are digital now. And with that comes convenience. You don't have to leave the house. You can just decide, you know what? I want a new game right now and open up PlayStation Store and click on the game and then wait 17 hours for it to download and then play it. And convenience usually wins. People will pay more for the convenient thing than they will for the thing they have to go out to the store and buy. Um, it's the same thing with movies and anything else. If If I can have it by clicking a button... I will always pay a little bit more than if I have to like put on pants and take the tie off and put a shirt on and then put the tie back on and then go out into public. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, that's a good point. I mean, uh, this is directly from the article, which again, I'll put in the show notes. According to the NPD groups, games market dynamics report by the end of quarter three, 86% of gaming content was sold digitally across console, portable, PC, and mobile. Digital growth should force more share to shift, although I do expect physical will continue to not be cannibalized by this digital growth. Digital is going to keep growing, but physical is always going to be there. Physical will be there. Well, I don't know that physical is ever going to be there. I still don't see the relevance of the GameStop stores. So, I mean, I haven't stepped foot in a GameStop store in probably four years. Yeah, it's been a long time. Oh, well, I think a lot of that has to do with Amazon, though, right? Some of it, yeah. But I, I do. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't buy physical copies at all. I've gotten a few. I mean, I have a physical copy of Spider-Man just because it came with the PS4. But, uh, yeah. yeah, my Red Dead Redemption 2 that I got was digital. Um, I still do occasional okay, physicals, but, but yeah, it's all through Amazon. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about this for a second because I, I feel like physical games still have a place and here's why. So games like WWE 2K19, I didn't want to pay full price for that game. I know how much enjoyment I'm going to get out of that game based on my previous experience with WWE games. It's not $60 worth of fun. That $60 would be better spent on a nice cigar and a glass of scotch. So when it goes on sale on Black Friday for a physical copy for $20, I'll get $20 of enjoyment out of that game. Sure. Like, I'm already getting $20 of enjoyment out of that game. So... For me, it's about that back stock. It's about the it's about having it there. And like you said, the store's wanting to move it. I'll buy I'll buy that game. I bought Soul Calibur 6 just to piss off Kotaku. <laughs> I wasn't gonna spend sixty dollars to piss off Kotaku. I'm not a moron. If I was, I'd be writing for Kotaku. <laughs> so oh, instead I don't know if that's a true statement. I don't like you anymore, Joe. Uh, uh, instead, I ever? waited Did you ever? I waited for it to go on sale. I got it for like twenty or thirty bucks. Just to piss off Kotaku. So, like, in that regards, I don't want to see physical copies go away. Because if the sales are always going to be better on a physical copy, then as a consumer, that's what I want to see. But, I mean, digital copies go on sale all the time as well. I mean, look at the Steam sales that that happen uh, twice a year. The Steam summer and winter sales, even big AAA titles go on sale at massive uh, discounts. Well, sure, but not until they've been out for quite a while. Like, Fallout 76 was the exception. 
Well, because Fallout like 76 sucked. Right. But that went on sale relatively relatively quickly. I was shocked to see that Spider-Man went on sale as early as it did because of Black Friday. I think it was like even like if it may have been only 10 or $15 off. It was still on sale. And they may have been using that as a loss leader to get people in the store. So, I mean, there's a lot of different marketing things and financial things behind the scenes that, that kind of go into what goes on sale and when it goes on sale. But these these big sales that you're, that you're talking about digitally, they're not going to include brand new AAA titles, uh, not even AAA titles that have been out for two or three or four months. They're going to be uh, out for six, six or seven months before you start seeing those on sale. You see those on sale after a couple of months on the Steam sale, but usually it's not... It's not the the big sales. It's you know ten or fifteen percent off yeah. something it gives you some kind of break, but they still go on sale. Well, ten percent off of sixty dollars is only six bucks. Still better than spending sixty bucks. I'll take that six bucks. It depends <laughs> on the game. Maybe I don't know. I'd still rather spend less. Well, well yeah, wouldn't? of course. Yeah, my point. Well, my actually, point exactly. I just. Yeah. There's there's a I, I, there's a psychological condition that you know you don't want to discount your price too much because people equate value with price. So if you if you put it on sale too much, then they equate that as a lesser value item. It's definitely true. So we said all of that to say this: <laughs> the future of gaming is expensive, but it always has been. It always has been. Yeah. Boy, did the two of you get together beforehand <laughs> and be like? Let's just mess with Crowley today. Like, I don't even understand. Let's just say the same things. God, <laughs> I don't even know anymore. All right. So let's talk about some games coming out. Like we're already an hour into this podcast and I feel like I've been here for four days. <laughs> we love That's you directly too. because of you, Joe. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Let's talk so about much. the first game that we're going to play this, this year. That's going to be our game of the month. Ace Combat 7. Why is that going to be the game of the month? VR. Like, I'll be honest. That's it. That's the only reason. Jason's going to be left out of this one. Like he could talk about the game, like in the non VR aspects of it, but nobody cares about that. Do they, do they Joe? Mm, somebody does. Does Joe Not have us. VR? I have desktop VR. Oh, wait, is this, is, is Ace Combat 7 a PS4 exclusive? It is. I'm going to be the only one to talk about. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play all it. Look forward I'll play to this it episode. not in VR. <laughs> well, the two of you could talk about how cool it looks in non-VR, and I'll talk about how much I threw up because I because <laughs> I'm be doing accurate. barrel rolls in VR. I haven't thrown up in VR yet. We'll, well see. I might. I might this time. I'm, I'm really looking forward to Ace of Combat Seven. One of the games I was looking forward to it last year never came out. Now it's finally coming out. I'm still disappointed this is just going to be a VR experience and not a whole game. But I have a list here of VR games. Let's talk about this list. I have a list of VR games that are coming out this year that I'm super looking forward to. Joe, I want to get your take on it. Because, Jason, do you have a VR unit at all? I don't. Okay. We need to work on that I, Like by yeah. the, at some point. But I don't know. Like, can, Do you do roller coasters? Oh, yeah. I'm a coaster oh, freak. Well then, yeah, all right. Well, then you'll love VR. You should get it. Uh, let's let's talk about everybody's golf. Everybody golfs VR or everybody's golf VR. That's what I want to play. 
That'd a be VR fun. golf game. Yeah, it'd be fun, that'd right? Be fun. Yeah. yeah. A Anything golf is, game. Almost everything I've done in VR is fun. Yes, a golf game. Do you not like golf, Jason? Are you too good for golf? Uh, no, I just, I hate golf. <laughs> I'd rather okay. play golf in VR than in real life. I would rather not play I'd golf at all. Smoke a cigar after, like, while I'm playing golf. So do it in VR. <laughs> that <laughs> there you go, bingo. We we have a winner. Uh, Gollum VR, if it ever releases, like it was supposed to release nine months ago, still not out. I kind of want to play that. Kingdom Hearts VR, seriously? Huh? I couldn't <laughs> care any less about this. You I would not come out. With I wouldn't a freaking game. Like the game with like Kingdom Hearts, the new Kingdom Hearts is still isn't out yet. God only knows when that's gonna come out. But you've got time to put together Kingdom Hearts VR. Now is this gonna be a real game or is this gonna be one of those promotional VR experiences? Dude, it's probably gonna be a I don't know. Probably a promotional VR experience. So it'll but maybe suck. not. Maybe it's like the whole first game in VR. Probably not. Probably not. Star Wars Vader Immortal. That is a VR game, and I am very looking forward to that. It's going to be bad. Why? Because all of the ILM X Labs VR experiences have been trash. The Battlefront 2 one wasn't. That was amazing. Yeah, but that wasn't ILM X Labs. That was part of uh, EA's Battlefront thing. This is ILM X Labs. This is like the the... Uh, people who've done the VR experiences before with like fixing the Millennium Falcon and droid repair and stuff, and they've all been buggy and short and mediocre at best. Why, why, why are you pissing on my parade? I am setting you up for a realistic expectation. Just let me live in Crowley land. I don't understand Look, why I, just, I can't live in Crowley Land. Because if I live in Crowley Land, when this thing comes out and it's like a solid, mediocre, like four out of ten, I'm going to have to listen to you complain about how high your expectations were for months and months. <laughs> I'm still going to do that. It doesn't matter if you tell me how bad it's going to be. I don't want it to be bad. It's Vader. It's Star Wars. I want it to be fantastic. And if it's not, then it deserves the bitching that I'm going to give it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna temper your expectations. This won't be the first time I trash that game. You know what? I hope this game is amazing, and I'm gonna in my head, in my head, I can see lightsaber duels galore with the likes of Yoda and Obi Wan and 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 other lightsaber wielders. I don't know. It's probably gonna be terrible. Ugh, I hate it's you, gonna Joe. Be better in your head. I hate you. I hate you so much. All right, you're welcome, what, Jason. What what on this list are you looking forward to? Because I don't even know if I'm going to talk to Joe the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to Ace Combat Seven, especially now that I've got the PS4. I didn't get to play the sixth one, but uh, five I really enjoyed. So, um, and then the previous ones, four, three, and two, uh, were pretty good too. I'm looking forward to Crackdown Three and Xbox exclusive. Um, Skull and Bones Wait. looks pretty good. Crackdown? Really? Crackdown 3, yes. The first two were so fun. I mean, it's nothing yeah, okay. deep. You just get to jump around and beat on things, but it's fun. Okay. Skull and Bones hey, looks man, good. What about? If it ever comes yeah. out, I haven't seen a whole lot on it other than the, uh, the launch trailer uh, from when they announced it back in 2017. Um, I am bought into Psychonauts 2. I was part of the uh, Kickstarter that did that or their their new fig uh, thing that they did for that. 
Um, hopefully that'll release this year, maybe. Uh, looking forward to Total War Three Kingdoms. And I think that's uh, all that I've got on my really looking forward to list. Maybe Star Wars yeah, I Jedi. Wait. I can't wait for Total War Three Kingdom. I'm a huge RTS guy. Oh, yeah, so, me too. Um, I played yeah. the heck out of uh, Total War Warhammer. and uh, Total War uh, Shogun? Yep, played that. Yeah, that's the one I really liked. That was that was a lot of fun. Joe, what are you looking forward to? Like besides dashing all of my hopes and dreams in 2019, <laughs> what are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to doing that as often as possible for all of 2019. Perfect. But also, I'm looking forward to uh Jedi Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh I think that has some potential to be really good. I'm hoping for it. Uh that will probably be terrible also cuz Star Wars games have not been good in a long time. But they have it. When was the last time we had a good Star Wars game? It has been forever. It's been a long time. I can't even remember. Um, Ugh. I'm looking forward to Anthem. I'm looking forward to The Surge 2 and Rage 2. Those are both be awesome. Um, I'm hoping the Doom Eternal actually comes out. It says 2019 still, but they have not put a date on it yet. I really cannot wait for the new Doom. And uh, Ghost of Tsushima, if that hits shelves this year, that should be great. That looks really good. Now, there's a ton of games coming out this year. So many. I the, the we're gonna lose half of them to delays. We have. We to. always lose many. half of them to the delay. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of delays. Even, we don't know what they are yet, though. Yeah. Yeah, I consider every release date to have an asterisk. Yeah, Bayonetta three had a placeholder of December 2018, and Bayonetta three is not a, like I don't even know when that's coming out. But I want to play that. I love Bayonetta one and two. I thought those are fun games. You got to look at a hot chick running around killing stuff. It's not to like. So you like Bayonetta 3, but you were going to give me grief over Crackdown 3? Yeah, because you're not running around looking at a hot chick killing stuff. (laughs) You are looking at Terry Crews, though. I'm kind of okay with that. (laughs) That's not the same thing as a hot chick. Terry Crews is all right. I like Terry Crews. Oh, he he did a 24-hour painting over Christmas that was absolutely awesome to watch. It was like watching, like, this reincarnation of Bob Ross in Terry Crews body. <laughs> I I can't process that. <laughs> <laughs> I was having I a hard time with it too. Yeah, I cannot process that right now. Uh, that's weird. All right. Well, anyway, whatever. That's the show. Good God. <laughs> Let's look ahead at 2019. Next week, we're going to have Mike Rondo on the show, the uh, Lord Emperor and CEO. Uh, of your glue media. He's going to be talking about uh, one up arcade. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Arcade one up. Whatever. It's whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like these $300 console, like the, the arcade cabinets, but they're he's not, gonna, he's going to tell us all about it. And I'm looking forward you, to it. Why? Oh, I love that stuff. Stop trying to suck up to the I'm boss. Not. Like I the grew rest up in us. arcades. I love arcade games. I grew up in arcades too, but these look whatever. <laughs> I can't, I can't even with you guys right now. I'm trying, still trying to picture Terry Crews channeling Bob Ross. Dude, you gotta watch it. Well, you can picture me. You can picture me with no shirt and a tie instead. I gotta go puke. That's Jason. That's Joe. I'm Crowley. I'm gonna go puke. We'll see you next week.